This is the reality. Hello to you indeed. Welcome to The Reality with me, Dudley Anderson. Half hour talking about the reality of life as found in Jesus Christ. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Please find out more and indeed listen again to this program at the website surereality.net or drop me an email, dudley at surereality.net. Who has the monopoly on your life? The Bible tells us that if, if you know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, then you have the Holy Spirit in you. Your body becomes the very temple of the Holy Spirit. The almighty, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent God comes into your mortal body by the Holy Spirit. Listen, Romans 8 verse 11. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. Today on The Reality, I explore the truth that God dwells in every believer by the very presence of His Holy Spirit. God, the Almighty, is closer than heaven. He's closer than the seat in your bedroom. He's actually in your very body. If you've acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, then you have the Spirit of the living God in you. Romans 8 verse 11. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Today's The Reality was recorded in front of a live audience. D.L. Moody was planning a campaign in England one day, and an elderly pastor protested. He said, why do we need this Mr. Moody? He's uneducated, inexperienced. Who does he think he is anyway? Does he think he has a monopoly on the Holy Spirit? Well, a younger, wiser pastor rose and responded, no, but the Holy Spirit has a monopoly on Mr. Moody. I want to speak about, or ask the question, does the Holy Spirit have a monopoly on you? Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Romans 8 verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Listen to the word of God. 1 John 4 verse 4, you are from God and have overcome them for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. Thank you, Father, for our time together this morning. Thank you for your word to us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd quicken it uh, to us this morning. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord, you who live in us and with us this morning. You are in our presence, Lord, and we acknowledge that presence right now in the name of Jesus. Come, Lord, I pray, and just fill our hearts with your word this morning and help us to draw close to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, the gate of these lips, that your word will come to us, Lord, unequivocally and accurately this morning in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Praise God. So this morning I want to talk about the monopoly of you. Who has the monopoly of you? We always think about God as out there in his heavenly benediction. You know, God is in heaven. Yes, he is. He's spectacular in, in, in heaven. Read Revelation and read Daniel and you see how spectacular heaven is where God dwells and God dwells in heaven. We often think of him out there. Sometimes we think of him just there in the seat, perhaps in your bedroom or in your study or in your office. He's in the seat and you talk to him as if he's with you in the room. There's nothing wrong with that because it helps you to, to be aware of his presence. But let me say to you this morning that God, the Almighty, <laughs> is closer than heaven. He's closer than the seat in your bedroom. He's actually in your very body. He's in your flesh. If you've acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, then you have the spirit of the living God in you. He is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. Three fancy, posh, old words. Well, what do they mean? Well, let's have a look at those quickly then. Omniscient means all-knowing. This is the God who we serve. He's all-knowing. Psalm 139 verse 2 says, You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. This is God talking to David, or rather David talking to God about God's knowledge of David. And it's for you this morning. Matthew 10 verse 29 are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your Father's will? Omniscient. He knows even the little sparrow that falls to the ground. He knows everything about everything in the universe. God knows everything. He knows where you live. He knows your past hurts. He knows your disappointments. He knows your fears, your worries. He knows your needs. He knows your future. He is omniscient. He knows you personally and individually. So how does he know me individually? If I live far away from you and perhaps somebody's sitting in, in a church in New Zealand, how does God know him and know me and you at the same time? Well, this is where omnipresent comes in. The word om omnipresent means ever-present. God is present everywhere all the time. He's in the far reaches of the universe and he's here on earth right now because God encompasses all space and time. He's omnipresent. Listen, Proverbs 15 verse 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. There it is in black and white in your Bible. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. Hebrews 4 verse 13, and no creature is hidden from his sight. But all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Jeremiah 23 verse 24. Can a, man, can a man hide himself in a secret place so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. God is omnipresent all over the universe, all over the earth, simultaneously at any time in history. He is omnipresent. God exists everywhere all the time. God lives in dimensions that are far above our understanding. Okay, so if we try to understand with our little finite mind how God can be omnipresent, we will never understand that. Because God is far greater than you could ever begin to imagine. 
God encompasses time. Again, we can't understand it with our finite mind, but he's omnipresent at every place in the universe all the time. Therefore, he is where you are right now. He's outside of you, and if you know him as Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the Father, the Holy Spirit is inside of you as well. Thirdly, God is omnipotent. Well, what does omnipotent mean? It means all-powerful. He is omniscient. He knows all things, omnipresent. He's everywhere, all the time, and he's all-powerful. This is the God we serve, the creator of the universe. Psalm 33, verse 6. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by his breath, the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. I'm told there are about 400 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. That's quite a few stars. And you just think of this little solar system in which we live has one star and nine planets. There are billions of stars bigger than ours and billions upon billions of planets and moons and satellites in, the uni in, in, in our Milky Way galaxy. It's just phenomenal to think that God created that by his word. But more than that, I'm told, there are, listen, an estimated two trillion galaxies like the Milky Way galaxy in the known universe. We just can't get our head around that. Just God, by the breath of his mouth, created it all. Omnipotent God. Matthew 19, verse 26. And looking at them, Jesus said to them, With people this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. He is omnipotent. And he can create and he can manifest and he can do all things. Nothing is impossible to the power of our God, of your God. The God who I'm saying this morning lives in you. In you. In you. In you, if you know him as Lord and Savior. This God. Let's get our head around that for a minute. Can you just conceptualize that? Omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent lives in me. Wow. Therefore, God can do the impossible for you. He can lift your soul when you're down. He can meet your needs and he can hear and answer your prayers because he's closer to you than your own breath. So how do we experience this omnipresent, omniscient and omnipotent God? Well, if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart when you became a Christian, we always say we ask Jesus into our heart, don't we? When you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Well, I've asked him into our, our heart. Then it means you've repented of all the stuff that has separated you, not from the presence of God, because you can never be separated from the presence of God, but you're separated from relationship with this God that we've just described because of the stuff, i.e. sin, in our lives. And when we confess and admit our sin to God, the Bible says he's faithful, that is, he's consistent, he will always do it for you. He's faithful and he's just because justice for that sin was done at Calvary when Jesus died for you. God executed justice for your sin upon his son. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Because he's faithful and just, he's able to forgive you and cleanse you. I like that second part. Thank you, Lord, you forgive me for my sins, but he takes it away. He cleanses me. 
He purifies my heart. Oh, praise God. And he cleanses me from all unrighteousness as I confess him as Lord and Savior. Then I ask him into my life and I say, Lord Jesus, come and live in me. I give myself to you. This is what it means when you become a Christian. This is the so-called, you know, prayer of repentance that we all pray when we ask Jesus into our lives. Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. I admit to my sin. I repent of my sin. I ask you to come into my life and I choose to give my life to you. Amen. You become a Christian. At that moment, something supernatural happens. Something very profound happens. This omnipresent, uh, omnipotent, and, and omniscient God steps into your mortal body. Into your mortal body. Now, you don't actually receive Jesus into your heart. Jesus, the Son of Man, he's at the, at the right hand of the throne of God in glory. He is glorified and ascended into heaven. It's impossible for him to physically, well, nothing's impossible with God, we know that, but in logical terms, he doesn't step physically into your body. He doesn't possess your body. But the Holy Spirit that he poured out on all flesh, who is God, the same omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God, is the Holy Spirit. He's one. Remember, the, the Trinity is one, yet three. Can you see that? This Holy Spirit is as much God as Jesus is. So when you ask Jesus into your life, it is the Holy Spirit who supernaturally comes and gives your spirit man new life and you become born again, born of the Spirit. Revelation 3.20, we know it well. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into them. Say after me, he came into me. Say it nice and loud, let me hear you. He came into me. When I receive him as Lord and Savior, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Holy Spirit, who is one with Jesus, physically enters your mortal body. We quoted that earlier. This is why some people have a physical experience when they receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Not everybody. I didn't. A lot of, a lot of people don't. But there are some people who actually experience, you know, so-called fireworks when they receive Jesus as Lord and Savior because the Holy Spirit steps into their mortal body and in their mind in their physical flesh they will have goosebumps some people actually fall over under the power of this Holy Spirit so the body becomes uh, subject to the power of the omnipotent God you see some people experience the physical touch of the Holy Spirit when he steps into their bodies because he is literally literally stepping into you we believe in a literal bible when jesus said i will come into you he means i will come into you and live with you you're listening to the reality produced by sure reality a listener supported radio ministry we depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program you can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a sure reality vision partner. To partner with us, please visit the website surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. If you've just joined us, thank you so much for your company. My name's Dudley Anderson. You are listening to a half-hour talk show talking about the sure reality of life as found in a real relationship with Jesus Christ. This program is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Please find out more at our website, surereality.net. If you've been listening up today and you have some questions, or perhaps you need some prayer, I'd love to stand with you in prayer. Please email me, dudley at surereality.net. 
Well, today on The Reality, we're asking, who has the monopoly of you? We've seen that God Almighty is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. That is, He's all-knowing, ever-present, and all-powerful. When one becomes a Christian believer, he asks Jesus, this Almighty God, into his heart. You become born again, and the Spirit of God takes up residence in your heart. Now, your body houses your heart, that is, your soul and your spirit. Therefore, your body becomes the very temple of God's Holy Spirit who dwells within you. Let's pick up our chat once again, talking about the infilling of God's Holy Spirit. Today is the reality recorded in front of a live audience. Jesus, hallelujah. Listen to the Word of God. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Or do you not know that you are God's temple and God's Spirit dwells in you? 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, uh, whom you have from God? You are not your own. The Spirit of God has stepped into you. He's inside of you. This is a revelation I've had recently. How the Lord is in me, not out there somewhere. I've often prayed, Lord, with my mind sort of thinking of God in his heaven and praying, Heavenly God, oh, I speak to you out there. Somebody described it like this. A young Christian prays, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And God says, yes. Oh, I didn't know you were so close. Because he is. He is with us in our bodies. Your body is a temple of God's Spirit. A temple is a physical structure. It contains its deity. You are a physical structure. You contain your deity. Thank you, Jesus. So how is it possible that you and I can have the Holy Spirit in us at the same time? Well, we've seen that God is omnipresent all over the world, all over the, all the time. Let me give you a demonstration of that. I'd like you to take a deep breath. Will you do that for me? Now, here's the thing. Okay, you can breathe out again. You have just breathed in a portion of the atmosphere. Inside of you was the same as what was inside of me at that moment, and every breath you take. Inside of you is the same air, the same atmosphere, as a man sitting in Greenland. Because the atmosphere of the Earth, though finite because it doesn't exist beyond the Earth, but in terms of the earth itself, the atmosphere is omnipresent. Can you see the analogy? When we say that I have a, a touch from God, or I believe the Holy Spirit is living in me, I can say with confidence that he's living in you too, because as much as I take a breath of the air, and it's inside of me, and you take a breath of the air, and it's inside of you, the Holy Spirit, who is, by the way, called the breath of God, the pneuma in Greek, or the ruach in the Old Testament. He is in you and he's in me simultaneously. Get a handle on this, church. Come on. We're talking about this mighty God living in us. Can you feel him? Can you sense him? Come on, let's be honest. Have you felt the presence of God? Get a handle on that. He hears your prayers. Not because he's out there in his glorious benediction of heaven that is great and powerful and mighty, but because he's intimately right inside your body and he can hear you. Come on. 
You have a portion of the Spirit of God in you. Now remember, the Holy Spirit is not an object. He is God. He is the loving God who loves you very much. You can hear you, you can comfort you, you can counsel you. He's called the counselor. He's called the paraclete. Paraclete means the one next to you, with you in everything you do and everything you are. He's your counselor. He's a living being. And he's living inside of you right now, even as we speak. Lamentations 3.24 The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. He's your portion. Call upon him. We have the, the Holy Spirit in us and he's around us at the same time. He's omnipresent. In Acts 2, they're all together in this upper room and the Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh. Something additional happened. For they had the Spirit of God in them already because they'd confessed Jesus as Lord and they were born again. But at that point, they were overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. When we walk outside and the air is, the wind is blowing, we can be overwhelmed with the atmosphere as it moves around us. You take a breath, the atmosphere is inside of you in the air that you breathe. The Holy Spirit is in you because you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Step out into the mighty wind that we see was poured out in the book of Acts and let the Holy Spirit overwhelm you. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to manifest in your life. So let us do that. Let us allow the Holy Spirit to overwhelm us and let us allow the Holy Spirit indeed to live within us. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You see, you are marked with the Holy Spirit. He's the fingerprint of God on your forehead. You've got God's fingerprints all over you. He is God's deposit in you. Ephesians 1 verse 13. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with a promised Holy Spirit. He has sealed you. He's God's seal upon your life. So when you die, you are sealed for paradise. When you die, you will enter into that glory where Jesus now sits at the right hand of God in his paradise because you are sealed with him and no one can break that seal. Isn't that good news? Nobody can break that seal. In the old days, we used to take wax and wrap up a parcel with string and then burn the wax and melt it over the, the knot in the pie, on, the, on the string and then seal it. And going back further, they'd take a, a ring and they would seal that wax with a, the mark of the ring. Jesus, God the Almighty that we've described earlier, has sealed you with the mark of the Holy Spirit upon your life. Isn't that good news? He lives within you. He overwhelms you by the power of His Spirit as you're baptized in Him, and He is your seal. Praise God. So God wants to fellowship with you. He wants to enter into a deep relationship with you. But before you can enter into fellowship with the living God, you have to be born of the Spirit of God. You have to be a, a Christian. You have to find Jesus as Lord and Savior. Before you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. And I don't know everybody in this room this morning, so there may be one, two, maybe three, or a number, who think I'm talking a lot of hogwash, boulder dash. There's some fancy old English words for you. Perhaps you're thinking I'm talking nonsense. What's he on about, this, this spirit living in my body? How's that possible? Well, to know the presence of the one I've described is to give your life to Jesus. And I challenge you this morning, again, I don't know everybody in this room, have you been washed in the blood of Jesus? Before you can be filled with the spirit, you need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. That is, you need to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Admit it to your wrong in life. Come on. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for the stuff that, is, that I've done that has uh, grieved your spirit. 
and I ask you to step into my life. I turn my back on sin and I give my life to Jesus. This is the gospel of Christ. This is the message of salvation. And I challenge you this morning, before you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Before you leave this room, be sure you speak to somebody if that's you. Praise God. Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're filled with him, he is, if he is living in you, then you are in fellowship with him. I have my wife in my home, and we're both working from home now, so we are pretty much in fellowship with one another. She doesn't physically live in me, although she's in my heart because I love her and I've invited her into my life, so she's in my life, but physically she's outside my body. But nevertheless, we are in fellowship. Somebody said fellowship is like two fellows in one ship. We're in a ship and we're living together in that home. Well, God wants you to live together with him in the home of that temple in which you yourself live. He wants fellowship with you. Praise God. Listen to uh, 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14. By the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. The Holy Spirit wants to fellowship you. He wants to be your friend and your companion in your life. He wants you to talk to him like I've described as he lives in your body. Not out there in heaven, not sitting on a chair in your bedroom, but actually literally inside of you. He wants that communication and that fellowship because he loves you and he wants to pour out his grace upon you. The Holy Spirit is your portion, the portion of God in you. So talk with him, cry with him, rejoice with him, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Feel him in prayer when you pray every day of your life. And finally, learn to walk with the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 5, we read the following, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The flesh gets in the way here, folks. The flesh is the thing that draws us away from the fellowship of God, because the flesh wants things that are not of God. And by the flesh, I mean the sinful nature, our human nature, watching things on television, reading books that are not of God, or not... Uh, glorifying to God in any way, indulging ourselves in any, any behavior or relationships that will draw us away from God. That's the flesh. And it says here that if we live by the Spirit or walk by the Spirit, we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. So let's walk by the Spirit. Do this, folks. And the fruit of the Spirit will manifest in your life. Amen. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. The fruit of the Spirit is, listen, love, joy, peace. Tell me you don't want these things in your life. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Come on, Lord Jesus. Gentleness, self-control. Against these things there is no law, it says in the Scripture. I want these manifest in my life, but I'm not able to do that in the flesh. I can only do that in the, let me hear you. Spirit. And where is the Spirit? Inside of me. And how do I allow the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in me? By walking in the Spirit. How do I walk in the Spirit? By fellowshipping with Him. How do I fellowship with Him? I ask Jesus into my life and I surrender my life to Him and I focus on the fact that He's not out there, He's in here. As the air that I breathe, God's pneuma, ruach, fills me. 
He fills me with His power. He fills me with His love. He fills me with His grace. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Come on, let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to The Reality with me, Dudley Anderson. If you have any questions or you'd like to know more about what we've been speaking about, please write me an email at dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. You can help us produce these radio programs by becoming a vision partner. Partner with us at the website surereality.net. Till next time, as always, keep your eyes on Jesus and walk in the sure reality of Christ. <music>